Hello and welcome back to Almost Dr. Black Girl Magic. This is Michaela back talking to you guys. Um, I have a couple of new updates. So the first new update is that I've decided to start releasing the podcast at a specific time every single week. Um, that means that you can look forward to my podcast coming out on Wednesday mornings at 8 o'clock. And that doesn't always mean that I will record them right at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning. It just means that, um, I'm gonna schedule for the episode to come out, um, on Wednesday mornings at 8 o'clock. So I may record it, like, a couple of days before and then just, uh, schedule it to be released then. And that'll hold me accountable, but also it can give you guys something to look forward to. Um, I still have a couple of you listening, so thank you so much for your support. It means the world to me. Um, I don't do this for money, but I do find it really rewarding that I have people listening to what I have to say this platform is so important to me and it's so important to me that there's like more black girls who are getting into media who are getting into um just doing more media kinds of stuff so um today uh without further ado um I'm gonna talk about um things I've learned as I'm trying to be more patient with myself so as you don't um as you may not know, I'm a medical student, which I made pretty clear, but um, there are so many things that I'm like trying to do to heal myself during this time of COVID um, and this time of, of being on lockdown in my house. There's so many different things I'm trying to do. And one of them that I'm really dedicated to are is trying to be more patient with myself and, and like this journey of patience with myself, which can be so different for everybody, but it's been really inspiring to me. So number one is I accept and I appreciate who I am and I'm okay with the things that I cannot change about myself. So um, those of you who haven't listened to my podcast before, um, if you can't already tell, like, I come from a very loud family that's not always nice and we always do the right thing. We love to tease people. We kind of get straight to the point. We are people that give it to you straight with no chaser and I give information as delicately as possible but it often it can hit really hard and I don't say things in a roundabout way and I like to be clear I can also be really sassy and some people find me funny other people don't I can be impatient and I can be really overbearing and I can be very stubborn which is something that my ex-boyfriend used to always tell me but my my mom tells me I'm super stubborn now Uh, I'm a short brown woman I have locks I have a nose ring Um, my fingers almost always have hot pink nail polish on them and I have a ring on my left index finger that is a serotonin molecule um I wear sparkly eyeshadow and mascara and I love to work in coffee shops. That was like my favorite thing to do before coronavirus hit and it closed everything down. And I like to sip hot coffee or iced coffee just depending on the time of year. And I like pink. And I love who I am. I'm learning on this journey that I just love who I am. And I think we all should love who we are. And I, I'm, I'm falling so deeply in love with who I am. And I also remember that as I'm taking this journey where I'm falling deeply in love with who I am, I remember that there are people who love me so much and it's not despite who I am, but because of who I am. There are people who love the fact that I wear pink. There are people who love the fact that I'm sassy. There's people who love the fact that I am overbearing. There's people who love the fact that I love with every ounce of me. There's people who love my locks. There are people who love my nose ring. There are people who love literally everything about me and I have to except that I'm great to them and that is a wonderful thing the people who recognize that I'm not that patient you know one of the great things about being not that patient means that I want my patients to get what they need as soon as possible and I'm really direct and that means that there's not that much confusion about what was said or what I meant 
and people love sass and I can't change those things about myself because when I try to be somebody different I just have this really uncomfortable feeling in my stomach and it's disgusting and I hate it and I am not happy with when I'm trying to change who I am and I've learned that it's just who I am and I I love that about myself and I shouldn't try to change those things not because there's something that I can't change because I could change some aspects of my personality, I guess, but I don't want to change them because it's easy to be who I am and it's easy to uh, take care of myself in that same way. The next thing I'm learning is that I accept that growing is a part of the process and that growth takes time. So growing isn't the same thing as changing. It's growing, it's being uh, different, but it's not doing an entire 180 on who you are as a person. And I'm always trying to get to the solution and the end point, and I rarely really think about the journey. Rome wasn't built in the day. Sequoias don't grow overnight. Anything that's wonderful, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes a lot of time. And... I remember that it also takes a lot of hard work and that that's okay. And it's not so much for me the problem of recognizing that things are going to take some time. It's that I want things to happen like right away. And if they don't, I get really disappointed. So I'm coming more to terms with the fact that it's going to take time. Um, The fact that I'm trying to be more neat and orderly in my home, I'm going to see some improvement every day if I really make a a dedicated effort to being more um, clean and neat, but also I am not going to see, you know, my life change overnight. I'm not going to get my entire house and all the closets and all the little nooks and crannies cleaned in one day. I just don't have the time to take care of that. But with enough patience, I'm going to get there. It's going to take time. Growth is going to take time and it's, it's going to take some time. And I'm more okay with that as I'm being more patient with myself, as I'm recognizing that like, this is okay, I'm okay, everything is okay, this is just going to take some time. The next thing I do is I'm actively engaging in positive self-talk and I'm rejecting negative self-talk. This is so important. This is so, so, so important. I cannot stress this enough. I would say like this on my journey of like being more patient with myself, this is the thing that I would say is like the most important part of the journey is that I am really trying to do positive self-talk and reject negative self-talk. And so a lot of us who are going really far in life uh, are are very, very critical of ourselves. We're super hard on ourselves. We push ourselves and and part of pushing ourselves means recognizing our shortcomings and adjusting from there. And that doesn't mean that you don't have shortcomings. And when I'm saying that you aren't going to be engaging in, in like a negative self-talk, that doesn't mean that you don't recognize your shortcomings. Uh, but I noticed that like when I feel that I could have done something better, I have a tendency to like absolutely dog myself. Like I have a tendency to talk to myself in a way that I would never, ever, ever in a million years ever talk to another person. And um, I would tell myself like if I didn't get something done on time, that I'm stupid, that I'm lazy, that I'm inept and that I'm unequipped to do any things that I want, that you know I'm never going to be a good doctor, that I'm going to let people die. And that's the kind of self-talk that's really inappropriate and it allows me to catastrophize when I really should not be catastrophizing. It allows me to be like super inappropriate to myself and super rude and unkind to myself and it doesn't actually get anywhere. And it opens a door for me to allow other people to talk to me like that and not really um, 
appreciate the fact that no one should talk to me like that, especially myself. And so part of learning to be more patient with myself was just like noticing the negative self-talk. And at first I would just reflect on it. Like if I was sitting at my desk and I realized that I was going to get to work late one day when I'm almost never late to work, but that one day that I'm getting to work late just because I woke up, I'm like dogging myself in my car and I just started to notice it. And it didn't mean that I had to do anything right then. It didn't mean that I had to make an adjustment right at that moment, but it meant that I had to notice the negative self-talk and I had to do something about it. So I just have to notice it. And over time, as I started to get ready to do something about it, um, because I'm super type A and I really like to get things going and I really like to plan, I just started to reflect and think about how can I change this negative self-talk? And so part of it was hearing myself engage in this negative self-talk and then just say no, like just just cut it off. Just be like, those things aren't true. And so for some times when, I'm, when I really couldn't figure out like another thing that I could say to myself um, that was a positive thing, I would just turn some music on or I'd listen to a podcast. And it was like, I'm not going to allow my mind to be in a place where I'm engaging in really negative self-talk I just wasn't gonna do it and then after that I would try to say how can I use the talents I know I have to make the situation better so if I'm on my way to late to work I would say you know what everybody's late sometimes it's really not a big deal if I'm late one day right and how can I look at the situation and make sure that it doesn't happen again okay and I can reevaluate the situation it's like what happened today that didn't happen any other day that made me late today um what didn't I do last night that I could have done that would make me on time and what can I do to remedy the situation do I have to show that like I'm going to work extra hard this day to show that I am uh, super smart and still get the grade that I want out of this rotation or am I going to have to stay late like what am I going to have to do to make it better and so being more solution oriented um and focusing allows me not only to be patient with myself when I make a mistake, but also to make sure that the mistake doesn't happen again. And it really only takes about 15 seconds of honest reflection. And I realize that when I engage in more of this positive self-talk, that this helps me come up with solutions to problems I probably wouldn't think about when I was engaging in such negative self-talk. And that also helps me be more accountable for what was going on because the lack of negative self-talk only meant for me that I was being super accountable for the mistakes, the missteps, and any of like the general subpar behavior that sometimes I think all of us engage in. None of us are perfect. And I know all of us are striving a lot of the time to be the best versions of ourselves that we can be. Um, and I still keep the standards there. And I would say the standards get even higher when I'm engaging in this patience with myself because I don't have to be at this constant war with myself where I'm the one who's dogging myself and I'm also the victim of my own uh, awful messages that I'm sending to myself and I'm being so horrible to myself. And I have to realize I have this adversar- adversarial environment in my own head which was just so horrible and I so I don't berate myself anymore I hold myself accountable I recognize my mistakes but I don't berate myself and I don't talk to myself any way that I wouldn't uh, talk to another person the next thing is I accept that other people are not required to love or like me this was a really hard one um and it can be hard for people who are in the business of serving other people or people who are extroverted or really anyone who just likes to be liked. I think we all like to be liked. I would never say that anybody doesn't like to be liked, but it's hard. It's hard to recognize that people are not required to love you or like you. I like to be liked. And Corona has taught me that I'm a little bit extroverted too. And I like the option of spending time with people if that's something that I want to do, but mostly I just like to be home. Um, And I'm really boisterous 
and that can put people out and that's okay some people don't like that and I often would think that like if I was behaving in a certain way and people didn't like me I would think like what's wrong with me and the truth is is there's not anything wrong with me if I'm not being rude if I'm not being unkind if I'm not engaging in behavior that um would clearly make another person uncomfortable there's not anything wrong with me it's just that everybody doesn't have to like me people don't have to like personalities that they don't like it's okay that somebody doesn't like you it's like a hundred percent okay that somebody doesn't like you I I find it to be totally fine that if you didn't do something to somebody and they're just like "Ah, I don't really like that person like that's totally fine and I find that I feel that way about people all the time that like there are people who they never really did anything to me. Our personalities, they just didn't click. And that is totally fine. And as I'm being more patient with myself, I'm realizing like, people don't have to like me. There are people that like me. Of course, there are people that like me. There are people who I'm friends with. There are people who I have the most beautiful friendships with. And those people do like me, like I was talking about earlier. But like, I, I don't have to be liked by everyone. And being patient with yourself means that like, I, you're not only accepting who you are, you're realizing that like other people do not have to accept who you are. The next thing is that I accept that being alone is not a punishment for bad actions that I have engaged in. So I'm a person who believes that we get what we deserve. Like, I really believe that we get what we deserve. And that's something that I'm unlearning because there's so many things that people get that they don't deserve. Like, if you really believe that people get what they deserve, like, you have to do the mental gymnastics of thinking that, like, people deserve slavery. And, like, I totally disagree with that. So it's like, people don't always get what they deserve. And... I viewed for a while like being single and not being in a relationship with somebody as being punishment for something that I did to somebody like every time I turned somebody down um I was I'm I'm getting back that and like the the karma and like the cosmic universe is like getting it back to me like every time I hurt somebody I was gonna have to experience their pain at some point and that's just not the case like not everything is punishment for something you don't always get what you deserve sometimes you just get the bad end of the stick it's okay it happens and I'm learning that like more and more being single is not punishment it's not punishment for me turning somebody down and it's not bad that I'm single before um I was actively choosing to not be in a relationship with somebody I um really really felt bad but now I'm, I'm choosing not to be in a relationship with anybody and this is actually an opportunity for me to do the work of healing myself that I was not going to do if I was in a relationship with somebody that I was going to expect them to do um, and that's an unfair expectation to hold of another person to heal you like to heal trauma that they had no association with they did not cause that they were not around when it happened like they um they they are not responsible for healing you and now I have to think about what it really means to be alone and what this what this opportunity is bringing me and um this is going really well I'm learning to self-soothe um which is also part of being patient with myself it's just like learning that like self-soothing takes a long long time I never had to self-soothe I always had a boyfriend my mother like loves to soothe me my sister soothes me all the time and so like given the fact that like I never ever had to self-soothe like now I have to self-soothe and I learned how to do it and I'm currently doing it and I like look for opportunities to do it and it feels good that like I'm able to self-soothe like it's like I now know what I can say to myself to make myself feel better without doing something destructive and it feels absolutely amazing so if you're in a place where you're like I don't know how to self-soothe like hit me up like I will help you self-soothe I know what I say to myself that makes me self-soothe I may even make a podcast on self-soothing um if that sounds interesting to people we'll figure it out together um 
And I'm realizing like if I can't self-soothe, if I can't be happy outside of a relationship, how am I going to be happy in a relationship? And that doesn't mean like in a, in a romantic relationship. It means like any kind of relationship. Like if I can't be happy outside of that relationship and disconnect with that relationship, how am I going to actually have a viable relationship with my mom, with my sister, with any partner that I ever have? Like, how am I going to do that? And it's really, really hard. And I had to answer that question. And the answer to that question made me sad because it's like, I'm not. Happiness doesn't come from another person. Happiness comes from within. Happiness comes from actually recognizing that like there are things that I have to be happy about and there are things that I have to be sad about and there are things that I have to be disgusted about. There's all that. But like outside of clinical depression and anxiety, like which I both have, which are well managed, like I have to figure out like what is making me happy, what is driving me. And now that I don't have another person who I can be like, well, that person makes me happy. Now that I have to define my existence by who I am as a person and not by who another person is is that feels so good and it feels so much better and I'm really happy um, that that's something that I learned on this like journey of patience with myself the next thing is that as I'm being more patient with myself I am taking the time to invest more in what I love and remember who I am so before I went to medical school, I was the same person. I am, I haven't changed drastically since going to medical school. I've just, I know more. Um, but I also was a very different person. So college is inherently less demanding than medical school is. And that means I had a lot of leftover time outside of my science classes. And I could explore things I really liked doing. So part of what I really loved to do in college was like activist work. Like I did all kinds of activist work. I did so much education and so many protests. Like that was a thing that like I loved loved doing and that was actually the reason why I went to medical school and so with studying and clinical rotations and taking care of patients and managing patients emotions I lost that activism it just it went away and it was because I had to prioritize other things at one time and it sucked that it went away. It just, it, it evaporated and it was lost. And so during Corona, like the fact that I've been pulled from my clinical rotation and some means I have to stay home most of the time, it means that I have time to really think about like, what am I in love with and who am I? And so it means that I have been reading. It means that I have like been pouring over literature. It is absolutely amazing that I've been able to have this such wonderful relationship with books again. I am in love with reading. I love to read and I'm able to do that more because I have all this extra time on my hands and I don't have to worry about taking care of a man because if I hadn't been taking care of a man, not that I resent my ex-boyfriend, I, I don't, but um, if I hadn't been taking care of him, I would have had a lot of extra time for, for me and for reading and for really deeply investing in myself. And so as I move into another relationship in my life, um, when that does happen, if it ever does happen again, and it's totally fine if it doesn't, and I'll talk about that in a second, um, I'm going to retain some of the things that I'm just like, I let those things go. I really did. And I also am learning to forgive myself for letting those things go. Things ebb and flow. Things come and go throughout time. It's totally fine that things come and go. You don't have to feel bad about yourself that you used to like doing something and you don't do it anymore even though you still like it or you think you still might like it. But that was something I really wanted to get back. And it's this thing that like because I lost so much in one period of time where it's like I couldn't go to work anymore and I wasn't in a relationship anymore all of that happened so quickly it's like uh what am I doing what do I have to do and I kind of had to grab my life by the reins and think okay I can do this I'm really ready the next thing and the last thing I'm going to talk about is that I'm no longer looking for my prince charming um I tried 
a lot in this podcast to avoid talking about men and like men in relation to relationships. And that's primarily because I don't think that women's identities, especially black women's identities, need to focus on or focus around men. We are human and we are people and we are lovely and wonderful in and of ourselves and we have so much more to offer the world than just our bodies and our reproductive labor and um, reproductive labor labor is anything from doing care for other people or to sex or like literally birthing babies like reproductive labor is this whole huge category of things and we can do so much more than that and so I didn't want this episode to just totally focus on men or really just like people outside of you and if you want to be in a relationship with a man cool so do I um and if you don't want to be in a relationship with a man that's also great um and if you don't want to be in a relationship with all like that's also fine but your entire identity doesn't need to be centered around another person like regardless of who it is and I really 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 needed to feel that um I'm not waiting for Prince Charming to come in on a white horse and scoop me up and take me away I'm not waiting for a man to come in and and be everything to me it's not um it's not like that do I believe that there's a man in the world who's good for me I think so um do I believe that there's a person who is specially designed for me potentially I I I believe more in like local maximums that we meet people who are good enough for us in a specific area when we're at a specific time in our lives and that's great um But I have other things that I want to do other than wait for Prince Charming. I want to make this podcast. I want to be a doctor. Um, I want to reach out to and take care of women. I want to make sure that women aren't dying in childbirth. I want to do research and I want to take care of sex workers and I want to save the world. And I want to make sure all the queer people have a good doctor on their side who's going to insert their IUDs and respect their privacy. Like that's the work that I want to do. And so... Now that I'm more okay with being single, I'm able to be more patient with myself and really think about not just patience with me, but patience with another person. So if there is some man on his way, like I'm not looking for him. So I'm not bothered by the fact that it's taking him a long time. And frankly, the time is passing wonderfully. I don't necessarily need to be in a relationship. And I started to actually use this time of being patient with myself to think about what I would want from a partner. What am I willing to tolerate? What am I not willing to tolerate? What do I want? Like, and because I'm being so patient with myself, if there's not a person who's able to meet those standards, I don't feel like I need to fill a void or a hole in my life by putting another person in it. And that's so amazing that I'm able to really have that patience and this good relationship with myself. And since I've taken the time to really do this work, I feel so much better I feel like everything in my life regardless of what it is the relationships with my family the relationships with myself you know relationships with colleagues and coworkers, those are all going so much better just because I'm taking the time to do this work with myself and in a way that like I just forgive myself I am so patient with myself that I just forgive me and because I'm so patient I feel like I have more accountability and I feel better and I feel like now I'm just this other nice person who wants the best for myself and I'm not scared of disappointing me anymore. Um, There was this time in my life where there was a little girl who was me who I always felt like the five-year-old version was looking at me now the 22-year-old version of myself and being like gravely disappointed I'm like I don't want to hurt her and it's less now that I don't want to hurt her and more about the fact that like that girl probably loves me 
I want to make her happy. Like, I'm not scared of, of who she's looking at. I'm like, I am so excited for that little girl. And when little girls do look at me now, I'm like, I am so excited for you. And I know that you're using me as an example. I'm not scared of you seeing me mess up. I want you to see me mess up and how I respond to myself when I mess up because I'm going to mess up. And it's okay. And I feel okay about myself. So be patient with yourselves. It's a huge important thing to be patient with yourself. I am on a journey where I'm learning to keep being patient with myself and what it actually means for me to be patient with myself. Um, I love being patient with myself at this point and I am so sick and tired of not being patient with myself. Um, I regret all the time that I spent not being patient with myself. I really do. Um, and that's all I got for you guys. So that was almost Dr. Black Girl Magic. Um, this episode is coming to you on Wednesday. And I'm really excited to um, talk to you guys more in the future. There'll be another episode out next Wednesday. If you have any suggestions, feel free to let me know in the comments. Please rate me um, and let me know what else that you'd like to see. I am really, really excited to be working with all of you. Um, I love that you're listening to my podcast. It means the absolute world to me. I'm working on building my brand. Um, I'm thinking about what the next podcast will be. I know a lot of you guys are listening to this podcast because it's like, I'm almost a doctor. You want to hear more about being a doctor? So I'm probably going to record some upcoming podcasts on what it's like to be on an outpatient service, what it's like to be on an inpatient service, and what that'll mean. Let me know if you have any thoughts. Have a wonderful week. Um, tell your moms that I said happy Mother's Day if you're listening to this later, even if it's late. And let me know what you think. Thanks. Have a good week, you guys.